Hey, this is Sandra. This is Jess. And this is Emily. And you are listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome, everyone, to A Tale of Pose and Fire, the 17th episode of Season 3. The Poe episode. The, the fire the episode. The fire episode, yeah. The Babette a the oatmeal. oatmeal episode. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite Gilmore Girl references. I wish they would have named it the ta- uh, Pose and Woes. The right, fire- there could have been a rhyme there. Could have been great. In case you guys are wondering who did the Instagram post today. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so here's a crazy thing, guys. You know that I love this season. Season three is like one of my favorite seasons. I've said that from the start. This episode does not exist in my mind. Really? I saw this episode as if it was the first time I ever watched this episode. And I don't know why. And I've seen that like shirt of the... um Babette ate oatmeal, and yeah. forever I thought, oh, that's a season seven episode, and that's why really? I don't remember it. Yeah. Isn't that oh crazy? Gosh. That's But, like, wild. I must have watched it. Yeah. I mean, this episode has always existed. This is where the Yale decision is made. I know. I don't know why. The end catches like on fire. The Mandela effect. This episode <laughs> never existed to me. This is a brand new episode that Netflix made, but then everyone else is like, no, Sandra, this was an episode since 2003. Jeez. So, when well, would they I have made the, the Yale decision? Emily, I, I truly don't fire? know. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened. Well, I mean, since Sandra, you know, this is your first time watching this episode, it'll be Apparently. really interesting for us all to discuss it'll, it. It'll be a first time or watch, which I didn't think we were going to get that until... Until season seven. seven. I have (laughs) seen this episode because I knew the end went on fire. Yeah. And I knew (laughs) and I remember the Jess scene. Right. Where he visits at the window. Okay. Mm -hmm. But just Mm -hmm. everything else is just like blank in my mind. So, yeah, it was kind of like I watched it for the first time. So did you remember the Walmart scene? No. Oh, my gosh. Nope. Okay. Not Maybe wrong. you hated, like, half of this episode so much that you just blanked it out of your <laughs> mind the first time you watched it. I just it out of my it. mind. No, it's actually a pretty good episode. It is. I like this episode. Nope. Sandra's just such an Independence in Stan. She, like, cannot <laughs> <Yeah>. handle <laughs> I the can't. Damage. And Walmart sucks, so I just... Oosh. Doesn't happen. La, 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 la,
anyway, we start off at Luke's and we have Lorelai and Rory sitting at their table. And it took me a minute to remember like what they're doing. They have books open. They have notepads open. They're making a pro-con list for Harvard, Yale, or Princeton. That's how, correct me if I'm wrong, we left off last episode with them saying three big whole envelopes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rory's the biggest virgin in the world. Oh, right. Yeah, that <sighs> Rough, <line>. rough. <laughs> I had blocked that part out of my memory. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> I can't block anything out of my memory, no matter how much I try. But yeah, they are pro-con listing, and uh, Lorelai's making some good points for Yale in this scene. She's, like, completely turned around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's team Yale, and it's really weird. I... Well, I, she's I don't remember the transition. Whatever is best for you. Yes. So I, I think most of the pros we do hear from Lorelai are Yale today mm-hmm. or in this episode. Um, but I think that just goes to show why it's the better option for Rory. Yes. Because she's talking about the number of um, like janitorial service. Maintenance staff. Maintenance staff. <laughs> yeah. Clean Which, campus. legit. Yeah. That is a legit issue your he- your heater goes out in the middle of winter you don't want to be 10,000th on the list I mean when I was in college one time we had wasps in our Ooh. heating unit Ooh. in the dorm oh god Ooh. and <laughs> they just came in with like a can of wasp spray <laughs> oh and we gosh. thought this feels like it could have been handled better this feels like I- we should go somewhere else so I have a friend that works as um, an administrator in at Princeton, right? Ooh. So I'm kind of like against all this Princeton slander. But then again, like everyone hates New Jersey. Fine. Mm-hmm. I understand. But like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that chart of like, who does this state hate the most? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And New Jersey is, New Jersey just hates everyone. Right? I mean, so that's you know fair. what? If we you're gonna make, you yeah, right. If you're gonna, if you're gonna crap on Princeton, then we don't want you there, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Well, Luke comes over. <laughs> I and... didn't go to Princeton. It doesn't matter. <laughs> None of us went to Princeton. No. no. Um, Luke comes over and he is like, "Why are you guys making pro con lists? Yeah, like you it's know, gonna it's gonna be it's Harvard, Harvard, it's Harvard, but." There's also the really exciting moment where Lorelai tells him that Rory got in to all three, and he does this super so, awkward like, head hug. Bends over, kind of like <laughs> over her shoulder and hugs her. Oh, He kind of like gets her in like a neck brace. Like, yeah. It's really yeah. funny, but it's very sweet. It's very it's sweet and super awkward. sweet. Um, meanwhile, in the background, Kirk. Yes. Well, He's not in the background right away. He comes in and he shows us what his latest money-making endeavor is. Mm-hmm. T-shirts. Yes, he's and he's copying a Portlanders somebody. graphic t-shirt idea of making topical shirts about happenings, which is so Portland. <laughs> do you do you remember this happening, Jess? Did this happen I to don't. you? I don't. I'm it did not. I was I was still a Seattleite back when this reference would have come out. Okay. But today, Babette ate oatmeal. It's the correct t-shirt, it. right? The famous shirt, yeah. I love it so much. I just, I love the way that Kirk's brain works. And for the low, low price of fourteen ninety nine, you can get okay, a t-shirt. Okay, so in, in 2003, that might have seemed high. 
Yeah. But $14.99 for a t-shirt nowadays? Killer okay, deal. It's pretty standard. Yeah. When the Babette 8 oatmeal t-shirts are 80% off after the Poe recitation, yeah, I would have been it. snatching up multiples. Christmas for everybody. Anyone can, well, can anyone do math like that? What's fourteen eighty five? Not my strong point. I might be. I might have accounting in my job title, but $3. math is not my strong point. Three dollars. Oh my gosh, that's well, crazy. I mean, half the people that are in the inn later are seen wearing are this wearing them. Later. Yep, I love it. Anyway, we will get to that. There's a reason why everybody is wearing Babette eight oatmeal shirts, but Rory has to go to school because as always the sun is shining they're having a full breakfast and In then winter. she leaves for school right <laughs> and uh luke takes the opportunity to kind of like humble brag about jess yes luke He's is so proud. proud not just yeah. of rory but of jess too and you yeah. know what kudos on lorelei for having like a really good reaction to this she's like oh yeah luke that's great that's such a great thing to be proud of it shows he's a hard worker he can get along with people because what did jess do he's employee employee of the month month at walmart Walmart. (laughs) wow which jinx Jinx. (laughs) luke makes a really good point that there are probably hundreds Mm -hmm. of employees at that Mm -hmm. walmart so just being chosen is like you know, that's a pretty big thing. Yeah. And it's a whole thing. But there's a money um, prize associated with it. $200. There's going to yeah. be a ceremony? Like, that's crazy. I love that they sent a letter I've never home been to, a place like that. to the family of Jess Mariano. And Luke's like, yeah, they're going to do this. And Lori's like, you're going, right? He's like, ah, it'd be silly. Yeah, I'm definitely going. Like, no <laughs> hesitancy, no thought of yes. it. Just yeah, I'm going to go support my nephew and it's going to be great and he's going to hate it and I'm going to have a great day. <laughs> I'm really proud of Jess, but yeah. also you got to think, what is Jess doing then? Well, to be the we'll find of the out. Month. Yeah. Beforehand, we <sighs> move on to the inn. We're in the kitchen where there's a cat in the kitchen which I have a very big problem with. And Suki's bent over on the floor trying to teach this... Papaya. Teach papaya, and I I am a cat person, trying to teach this fully grown cat how to drink milk. I mean, I am also a cat person. You guys have witnessed my cats on recordings before. Um, But this is a stray cat, this is the greasiest, mankiest looking little a, orange a, kitty. <laughs> this is a cat that needs a home. It's not well taken care of. And like, Papaya never comes back. We'll never see Papaya again. No, we do. We see Papaya again in the very final scene of this episode. Yes, in this episode. And then we never see Papaya again. <laughs> okay, I but... have a question for you guys because you are both cat um, owners. Mm-hmm. I had always heard the rumor that you're not actually supposed to feed cats milk. No, they're not. You're not really supposed to because they they're they they're kind of lactose. They're obligate carnivores. Kind of thing? Uh-huh. Yeah, so they're obligate carnivores, so they have to eat meat. Um, anything else that goes through their system, like more or less, doesn't get absorbed or broken down the right way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, they're not supposed to have milk. They can have like a little bit as a treat, mm-hmm. but it's it's like giving. A lactose intolerant person milk, right? It's gotcha. potentially going to upset their stomach. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. giving a cow a glass of milk. 
Yeah, I oh, mean, that sounds you awful. shouldn't give. <laughs> no, you shouldn't give anything milk really once it's fully weaned. But humans here we are, are really drinking the only milk. <laughs> animals that continue to drink milk outside of infancy because yeah. we're weird as shit. <laughs> Not even our own milk, <laughs> right? Speaking of infancy, though, Suki's pregnant. Right. Yes. Yeah, and she's we very learned this maternal. Last week. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, that is why she's trying to feed papaya. That is why she and Jackson, honestly, brutally murdered a spider. Right. With a paperclip. <laughs> I mean, I hate spiders, but I'm kind. Of, I I kind of feel bad for the spider that you just tortured this thing by ripping its leg off, and then, <laughs> and then continued to torture it. it with a paperclip. I just love that she's like, and we immediately killed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Named it after Jackson's <laughs> uncle first. Satchmo. Which, okay. If we have a Satchmo, it makes a rune. rune less weird, right? I don't know. There's not uh, a lot. I mean, I guess yeah. it makes the name Rune less weird. Yes, 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 yes. No, the Rune person, is no. <laughs> weird. <laughs> but we get out of the kitchen. Uh, what Lorelai goes back into the front of the inn where Michelle is checking people in. And... We have the Poe Society is at the Independence Inn for the weekend, or the mm-hmm. week, whenever. They're here. And Lorelai does this really great little Poe-related spiel of, welcome to the Independence Inn. And the first couple she does this to is not part of the Poe Society and now terrified <laughs> that there are body parts under the floorboards. Yeah. And what's worse is that the second couple that is part of the Poe Society... I'm sorry. You if know, I was part of the post society it. checking into an inn and they right? checked and and they did that, I would love that. And okay, is that guy the first Poe? Yes. So he okay. is a Trekkie. He's literally <laughs> a reenactor. I full Poe costume later. And he like even after the Poe recitation, which we'll get to, he's like in character trying to talk to people outside. Okay, buddy, you can't have it both ways. That right? is way more than a casual Poe fan. Come on. I'm offended on Lorelai's behalf here. <laughs> and just to put it in perspective, I'm not going to talk about Trekkies in... Actually, I do talk about Star Trek in references next week, so good luck with that. <laughs> but I don't talk about this line in particular. Uh, Trekkies used to be obsessed, right? Yeah. And yeah. we talked about Luke, about the fact that he used to wear the shirt. Star Trek, yeah. 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 Um, so to this, for this guy to be like, I'm not like one of them. Uh-huh. Well, you uh-huh. have Lorelai is like costume. Yes, you mm-hmm. are. Lorelai is like, oh no, you're not freaks. And I just thought that's so rude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she handled that part kind of like that's the rejection so of what she did kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I think that the Poe's are here. One, because obviously we get the fun Poe recitation scene later, mm-hmm. but also for the events that happen. They needed to have a filled in, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the inn needed to be full. It needed to be lots of people because then when everything else happens later, there's more drama. I will propose one alternative to the Mm post-society. What if it would have been during hockey week and it would have been Taylor and his crew? All the dosies. (laughs) Yeah. That would have been so much worse. (laughs) It would have been. But this uh, is kind of just like a one and done thing, whereas the doses you would have almost had to like fill in a backline and storylines and different care. It would have been a lot mm-hmm. more work. Mm-hmm. For it and to it be would the have doses. been more like Taylor's responsibility. Taylor, we're, get, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because something Taylor does Dosey happen, but not yet. Is great in doses. Oh yes, 
<laughs> he is named appropriately. Dosey doses. <laughs> yes. But we get to the ceremony. We get to Walmart into some kind of office break room where they have all it's the like chairs a training set up. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering I'm wondering if somebody escorted Luke back there. Cause I mean, I think he probably could have gone up to an employee and said, Hey, my nephew's employee of the month, where's the ceremony happening? Yeah. And whatever other teenager was working there probably just said, through those doors. <laughs> but yeah, we're at the employee of the month ceremony. This is really sweet. He's so proud. And like, his boss is so impressed with him. Mr. Reliable. I think this is mm-hmm. so like wild because of what we see Jess doing in every other aspect of his life. Like, we find out in this episode... Maybe he's not really going to school. Um, He's not great at making friends, but here at work, he is Mr. Reliable. The forklift is an extension of himself. Like, So he's forklift certified, so he's definitely over 18. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which I guess could get away with him not, he he would then wouldn't have to have like the school mandated work hours. Because when you're a yeah. minor, you can only work so many hours at a time. Uh, question, because I just never happened to me. If you're over 18 and you're truant, can you no longer be arrested for not going to school? Because you're technically not a minor? I don't um, know anybody who's ever been arrested for not being I don't know anyone school, either. So yeah, I, I, can't I don't that. know. But <laughs> I think, honestly, once you're 18, you kind of can do whatever you want. Yeah. You know? So... But I, one thing I really, really love about this scene is that, you know, the manager, his boss, whoever is making these kind of like jokes, these like very friendly jokes that are like at Jess's expense, like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, we only got him here because of the money and oh man, a few words, that's our Jess. Everybody is like laughing as if they're all in on the joke, as if it's like, oh yeah, we all know Jess. He is really quiet. Like, I just love the sense that he is part of this community. And nobody has and a they problem all... with him. Exactly. Everybody likes He's him. He's a, a friendly co-worker. Yeah. So maybe he can make friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, he just really dislikes Stars Hollow. Well, I'm going to go. Well, he's in Walmart. So that number one is already in a bigger town than Stars Hollow. <laughs> Walmart in general. Yeah. and then, <laughs> But I am going to go with, it sounds like he picks up a lot of extra shifts literally any extra shift he can cover so i bet there are a lot of people that work at walmart that go up to him and hey can you cover my shift on x day it looks like you're off sure can that is it would be popular that way way Mm -hmm. to make friends i agree at the very least be accepted nobody's gonna be mad at the person who picks up all of the shifts Mm -hmm. and of course as soon as the ceremony is over Luke does not hesitate before just getting in and teasing him. Yeah. Just sees him and it's like, you can why see, you like, here? oh my god, why are you here? <laughs> and it's such a dad embarrassing their kid moment. It is. Mm-hmm. And I love it's it. It's so cute. Yeah. I like to think that there is some kind of, like, off scene or off camera scene where Luke actually, t- like, hey, I am really proud of you for this. Like, not just the teasing. I like to pretend that happened. Sometimes yeah. the teasing yeah. can feel a little. But also, yeah, just I, like, I totally agree. Understand. Think about we talk about young Jess and like the tragedy that is young Jess. How many times do you think Liz showed up for a school performance, or Liz showed up for 
uh, you know, sixth grade graduation. Mm-hmm. Probably never. Probably yeah, this never. could be the first time that somebody has showed up for him for a special thing. And that's yeah. so good. Yeah. What's not good is that Mr. Bill Borden, Mr. Bill Borden, name. the manager, comes up to him and starts saying, like, you know, he covers all the shifts. He works 40 to 45 hours a week. 40 to 45 hours a week. Wait, that can't be right. He's still in school. <laughs> He's a And student. he works at the diner. Poor guy. He just looks flabbergasted like, oh, crap. Like, he just told on well, him he's or just something. Like, you know, like, well, I don't sign every timesheet, but it seems like it's at least that. Yeah. Uh, and Luke now has suspicions. This definitely won't blow up on Jess later in the season. Yeah, not at all. He's probably fine. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's not behind. Well, and like, I think before we move on, I think the most depressing part about Jess potentially working 40 to 45 hours a week on top of working at Luke's and going to school is that this is Walmart in the early 2000s, which was kind of like the worst period of time for Walmart in terms of like the public perception of employee practices and treatment, Mm -hmm. like the way they paid their employees. So yes, Jess is working a lot, but he's not getting paid a lot. He's probably making minimum wage. Yeah. And minimum wage was even less Six fifty now. I think. Yeah. Because it's seven twenty five right now. I think. I think it was six fifty then. Well, uh, New Jersey minimum wage is twelve dollars. Oh, so I don't, yeah. But I like think the federal minimum wage. I'm stuck yeah. in the Midwestern. We don't go above federal minimum wage here. Right. right. <laughs> um. So I would think that maybe Connecticut would be a little higher, but not by much. Yeah. I mean, if not anybody was going to stick to the federal it would be walmart yeah you know especially yeah, yeah, during this definitely. period of time i'm sure that they have changed their practices somewhat in recent years because of everything that's happened but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and it wasn't i i want to say this was the time when paris hilton they asked her about walmart and she said oh a marketplace where they sell walls <laughs> yes. so that's what walmart was right now <laughs> Okay, according to the Connecticut Department of Labor, January 1, 2003, 690. 690. So Jess is probably making 690 an hour. Mm-hmm. Wow. Woof. Um, yeah. Gotta play for the yeah. ticket somehow. <laughs> you know what I love, though? That uh, Mr. Bill Borden gives him a keepsake. Mm-hmm. A picture. I could be completely wrong, but I feel like Bill Borden is a good manager. I kind so agree. Too. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy who cares about and at least knows his employees. Yes, it's my. I. I. We never see him again, but I like to at least pretend that he was a good manager. <laughs> Coming from the perspective of someone who apparently forgot this episode existed, um, this <laughs> gave me Superstore vibes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love and, like, Superstore. <laughs> I almost imagine like. What if we would have gotten more scenes of Jess at Walmart? Like, I want to see him as a greeter or something like that. That's where the real <laughs> spinoff should have been. Right? Jess at Walmart. Jess at Walmart. But we move on. We get to Miss Patty's, and we are at the Poe reading. And we have Fred, Poe number one, reading The Raven. Lorelai and Rory are still on their po- on their pro-con list. New pro- Yale Pro is the Yale Drama School. 
Mm-hmm. And there is a distinct chill in the room. Well, okay. The girls are being rude. Let's put it... Very rude. Yeah. Right? Okay. It doesn't seem like anyone in the room really wants to hear this performance. Right? Miss Patty is like, when is this over? And like, there's people. But Why these are two girls here? are just talking. Yeah. I mean, this is like a trend throughout all of Gilmore Girls. Like, Lorelai will have full-on conversations during performances during like speeches yep so i get the chilliness from poe on stage Mm. i get it and yeah he stares them down but But there's other people that are chilly as well dean and Lindsay are here of course they are i don't remember does dean wave to lorelei and rory and that's what kind of prompts Lindsay to look back or does she just look back but they they look he looks back and acknowledges them yeah and she just kind of does like a side eye yeah and then luke and nicole are also here which i mean okay why (laughs) they go to broadway shows and i guess you know they're branching out doing something local but nicole is also being extremely chilly I get more chill from Lindsay than from Nicole. At least Nicole gives her a, gives Lorelai a pen. But then she says, yeah, I'll I need this back. But I'll need and it I'm back. I'm like, ooh, gross. Nobody says that when you lend a pen. Come on. You're in a room together. It just kind of assumes you write down and you hand it back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Nicole was a server to put herself through law school. Because I can say as a former server myself, I am anal about my pens. Yeah. You were like, gotta the get my pens back. steal them. <laughs> they steal them all the time. And then at the end of the night, you start off with 10 pens and you have two. And it's like, what the hell? I have to go buy these things. Restaurants <laughs> do not provide those pens. Please do not steal pens. Huh. Please don't well, steal pens. So the Lindsay, there's a weird moment with Lindsay too, where Dean acknowledges the girls and Lorelai says, is that Lindsay or who is that? Mm-hmm. Like, don't we know Lindsay? Isn't Maybe she... Lorelai hasn't seen her yet. Rory obviously Yeah, Lorelai has. hasn't seen her yet. Um, mm-hmm. Because she goes into the magnet story that Lorelai's like, I, oh, yeah, I, I heard know it. the story. <laughs> yeah. Heard the anecdote. And Nicole, in my head, right, like, Lindsay, you know, is the young person. Nicole is the middle-aged person. There's a little bit more frostiness, I think, from Nicole Oh yeah, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like Lindsay is just teenage BS, but mm-hmm. Nicole is like, this woman could steal my man, and well, I'm not and okay get, with her. We get an explanation for it mm-hmm. later in this mm-hmm. episode, and like, if I put myself in Nicole's shoes... I would be the same way. Right? Especially especially if that someone looks like Lauren Graham. Yeah. And right? treats Luke <laughs> like her own personal assistant. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but this this poor Poe, he does his whole recitation. Miss Patty leans in at one point to complain, like everybody, and they're counting it in how many Nevermores are left. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is interesting and implies that all of Stars Hollow has a pretty good understanding of Poe's works. Well, the Raven itself does have many Nevermores in it. <laughs> yes. And if you've already sat through half of it... <laughs> You don't necessarily need history to know, okay, Nevermore is his favorite word in this. How many more are there? But do you think that the Post Society come every year? This is a yearly thing. And that's why, like, 
Nicole and Luke are there and why Dean and Lindsay are there because this is a tradition. Maybe. Unknown because there are so many one-off Stars Hollow events that we never see again. This is definitely a one-off episode. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Patty also has thoughts on the pro-con lists. She's like, it's Harvard. Like, we all know you're going to Harvard. Everybody in town has an opinion. And it's Harvard. The opinion opinion is Harvard. Harvard Because (laughs) when Rory was six, she took her cheerleading class and wouldn't cheer for anyone besides Harvard. Which is really sweet. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. No, No. not really. But I also just, like, love that little bit of, like, baby Rory background of, you know, Lorelai did try to get her involved in things when she was little. Yeah, and I think... And then she just stopped. (laughs) Yeah, Rory says at one point, too, that she did ballet at Miss Patty's, so it sounds like she Mm -hmm. tried a couple of different things at Miss Patty's that just did not work out. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing Miss Patty does is give the scoop on the pose. Yeah. We get two Poe performances. Mm Mm-hmm. Wires got crossed, and we get two. Per- well, we don't. The girls do, and everybody else forced to be in Miss Patty's apparently gets two renditions of the Raven. So you can compare and contrast, which I think you have to be really into anything to sit through two long performances of I the same work. Was obsessed with Poe in my teenage years. I would not have lived through this. I would no, have left it, after the hard. first one. Yeah. I saw on Reddit that um, someone put up a picture. They say, I walk past Poe's gravestone every day, right? And it's this magnificent thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, I want to say Baltimore, but I'm not 100% on that. And, like, it looks so cool and so gothic and everything. So you would Mm -hmm. think that soft goth Sandra would be obsessed. Goth. Goth. Sandra. (laughs) Um, But I wasn't. I was never into Poe. Yeah, but you. I think you, I might have tried, but I had other. It's stuff a lot I was into. Yeah, it's a lot. It's kind of and and because of the time difference, it's kind it's kind of hard to read. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily old English, but it's definitely not what modern we use English, today. Yeah. Not modern English, so it's for me, especially in high school, it was slow to read. But I was so determined. We do get outside Miss Patty's, though, and we have a battle of the pose, essentially. Poe number one comes up and, like Jess said earlier, just starts talking. Like Poe LARPing. Like he's, at, yeah, he's LARPing Edgar Allan Poe, which is fine. Nothing against it. You are the Poe equivalent of a Trekkie, like it or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he gives some bad data. And Poe number two steps in. He's like, yo. He left West Point in 1831, not 1832, and then there's a fight. Not an actual fight. They just get testy and walk away. (laughs) Yeah. The Poes are fighting. It's just, like, wild that the first Poe comes up specifically to Rory to be like, oh, ho, I heard you were thinking about attending Harvard. How does the Poe know? That's how loud they're talking. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's true. No, it just seems like everyone in town knows. Rory mm-hmm. Gilmore got into Harvard, and y- y- yeah, also Yale and Princeton, but no one really cares about them. It's Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Kirk is selling his shirts outside. Mm-hmm. For 80% off. Well, the bad ones are. For yesterday's shirts. But I love faux pose foes. Absolutely. That's a great shirt. 
Absolutely. I want that shirt. I might make that own I might make that shirt for myself. <laughs> also, that's like a really quick turnaround to I keep witness that. the pose, to know that there's beef between the pose, to design a slogan t-shirt and print them during the duration. Nevermore is a very long poem. <laughs> I am convinced that Kirk knew beforehand and just did not mm. tell. <laughs> um, in my head, Kirk owns a cricket and he just mm. like prints out the the stickers and just sticks it on it's not even yeah. iron on or anything it's just stickers this is something oh, that if you try to throw it in the washer that shirt will not have any words on it when it comes out <laughs> uh but dean and Lindsay come out and other than some decided chilliness we do learn that dean got into what connecticut state uh, southern? southern connecticut state yeah yeah congrats dean Yay. yes and lorelei is also very excited about that which Good. Mm-hmm. We do get, get some boy out of here. Happiness from Lindsay because Lindsay is also obviously proud of him as well. Yeah. The magnet story is mentioned again. Lindsay has no idea what's going on in terms of that, except she's like, "Okay, oh. yeah, I remember that." I think she's just being nice at that point because that was probably such like a minor thing for her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was nice being the key words there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then Rory has to get home because what she has school was it for school in the morning or has homework or something? She just needs to get home. I can't remember. Yeah, when she just has to go. And Nicole's gone. We do not see her anymore. Yeah, Nicole just disappears. She's left. Thanks for the Poe. Bye. Luke apparently did not walk her to her car or anything. He's just like deuces. I'm gonna go <laughs> talk to this that- girl that you hate. Nicole was like halfway through the second Nevermore, the Raven speech, and she was just like, you I'm know done. what? I need to go. <laughs> I charge $200 an hour. This yeah. isn't worth it. Bye. <laughs> but then Luke tells Lorelai about Jess's schedule. Working 40 plus hours a week at Walmart. How? Well, maybe he's, you know, going to the weekend. Getting mm, up early. No, he's spending it with Rory. Maybe he's going out earlier. Mm, no, maybe. have you ever seen that? Yeah, sounds like the other sounds option. like maybe he's maybe not he's going not to going school. to school. No, but Luke is like no. At one point, Luke says that's suicide. Which no, that's a bit of an uh, over exaggeration yeah. there. But the rule is, he goes to school. He gets to live with Luke. He yes. graduates and he gets to live with Luke. Yeah. So this is honestly Jess is really kind of digging himself, himself pretty deep by not attending school if that's the case we don't know at this point yeah and there is a moment where luke and lorelei are walking across the street from miss patty's to luke's because it's a straight shot and both of them are wearing these leather jackets and there's a moment where i paused you know that meme like i'm gonna tell my kids this was i don't think so so you would like Oh, so you it, you take like a an image of something that is reminiscent of something, oh, okay. but not yeah, quite. Mm-hmm. But it's it was that was my I'm gonna tell my kids this was the Matrix, just <laughs> <laughs> because they're both like walking in their cool leather jackets, and I was like, oh, these two goobers. <laughs> I support that decision. Um, I have Kirk career as a Poe. Any idea yes, what that means? Yeah. He asks the second oh, Poe, yes. "How do I have a How do I get a career as a Poe?" And he's like. 
it's not a career. This is just a hobby. It's like one event we do. I'm a technical writer. And Kirk pauses and says, but how do I get a career as a Poe? <laughs> do you think that Kirk considers everything he does a career? Yes. Yes. I think everything to him is how do I get money? And I just wish that he would get enough money to move out of his mom's place. Yeah. Well, no. much, much in the future, he does. Yeah, but we're not there yet. He's still just making money. <laughs> no, and presumably I'm he still has go? at least half of that amount in savings already. I hope so. For the that he's not house. just going straight to like his mom or something. I don't know. But we we go to our next scene, and it's five o'clock in the morning. Lorelai is asleep in bed, looking peaceful. When Rory comes in clutching the house phone um because tobin's on the line and we haven't met tobin yet no we've never even heard of tobin before i don't think but he's the night manager and uh, he's calling because apparently the fire alarm's going off which uh happens all the time except this time whatever tobin says in the two seconds that lorelei picks up the phone is enough for it to be like this is serious get dressed Mm -hmm. We need to leave right now. And we cut to the inn where there are firefighters and a fire truck. And there's an actual fire. There has been a fire. Um, People are gathered outside, including Suki and Michelle, who's wearing jeans. So, you know, something happened has happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always surprised in this episode, Lorelai is the last person to show up. At all of yeah. these things. Why wouldn't Tobin call her first? I wanted... I and especially, know. like, Lorelai's still in her pajamas. She threw on a coat over her pajamas. So did Rory. Mm-hmm. Michelle's dressed. Suki looks dressed. Well, all I can think of is that they called a thousand times and finally Rory's the one who picked up. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And they were just dead to the world kind of thing. Yeah. Lorelai immediately is like, is everyone Okay. You know, where's Julio? Where's yeah, Julio? Because he comes in he early. Sometimes comes in early. She cares about her employees. She does. Everybody is out. Everybody is safe. So that's mm-hmm. like check. But they can't get back in. No. They won't be able to get back in for at least 24 hours. And so they've got the entire Poe Society and their other guests mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. standing outside. And Lorelai's brain immediately goes into manager, I'm fixing this mode. Yeah. Right. So we need to move on to phase two. Now that everyone's okay and the fire's almost extinguished, we need to move on to phase two, which is food, Wi-Fi, and phones. Except right? for it wasn't Wi-Fi. It was just internet. I'm yeah, pretty computer sure it was with internet. <laughs> yeah. Which is Michelle's job, right? And now, yes. Rory, go help with the kids. Yep. Uh, and what should you? What should I do? Oh, take off your socks and do a sock puppet play. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm a little grossed out taking off used <laughs> socks that I've been wearing and, and doing a sock puppet play. But that's just me. I mean, it's an emergency. Yeah, yeah. I might emergency. do it in an emergency. But in my head, I'm, I'm like, Lorelai definitely was like, "You're a kid. Go entertain the other kids." Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, Lorelai is just like in. Lorelai has, like, switched into that, like, fight, flight, freeze, or, like, boss, mm-hmm. you know, where, like, all of a sudden there are some people who, in a crisis, like Lorelai, are able to just be, like, 
nope, I'm fixing things. Yep. I have a solution for everything. I have an answer for everything. And she does. Yeah. Um, she's going to get people on planes or trains if they need to leave immediately. She's going to get them the best breakfast they've ever had if they want to stay. She's just like on it. Suki's mm-hmm. going to do breakfast. Michelle mm-hmm. is looking into potential other inns that people could stay at. Well, let's uh, talk about Michelle real quick. Yeah. I would immediately fire Michelle for that. <laughs> Michelle goes on the phone and he's talking to the Cheshire Cat Inn, which sounds vaguely familiar. Yes, we've been there. The, yeah. They um, roasted it. And Lorelai thinks is, you know, he's trying to find rooms for the guests, like you said, Jess. But instead he's saying, hey, I used to work for the Independence Inn. Do you have any positions available? Yeah, that was wildly inappropriate. What's even more inappropriate is that Lorelai goes to him and hangs up his phone. Because at that Mm. point, you're like, you know what? I I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's. uh, Michelle's definitely the most inappropriate. Let's say that. Was it a bad joke or was it? I think he was genuinely doing it. And it's definitely, it feels very um, season one, season two, Michelle. Mm -hmm. We haven't gotten as much of this in this season, season three. I could very much just see Lorelai, instead of hanging the phone up and walking away, if this had been a real incident in real Mm. life, manager would have been walked up and be like, hey, you are formally. You can go. Yeah. I'll take care of this. I I could definitely see like a manager just being like, you know what? You don't want to be here. Go home. Yeah. Get up. And and just so we're clear, you you don't have a job anymore. Yeah. And just so (laughs) just so we're clear, don't come in tomorrow either. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what happens because Michelle and Lorelai are friends. Mm-hmm. Sure. So this just plays as a bad joke. Like this—that wasn't even funny to me then. Like the it first wasn't. time I watched it, I was just like, no, "Oh, like- you're in an emergency and a crisis. People are kicked out of their beds in the middle of the night. Like, come on. Just imagine being like in that situation. Like you were at a nice inn, and then it caught on fire, and you're outside in your pajamas, and you hear." The concierge slash maybe day manager. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what his position is. <laughs> Looking for another job while you're standing in the cold yeah. in your pajamas. I would have loved to see a crowd riot at Michelle at that point. <laughs> uh, instead, we cut to Luke, who is completely unaware that this has happened. Right. Mm-hmm. He's just serving the early morning crowd yeah. open for business. When Suki comes in with a barrage of people and supplies. And just takes over the diner. They don't ask. And later in this scene, Lorelai is like, hey, say the word and we're gone. No, if that was the situation we were in, you would have come in and said, hey, there was a fire. Can we use your kitchen? This is a hostile takeover. Yes, it is. There's no explanation. There's a fire. And then someone says Weston's. And he's like, there's a fire at Weston's? Like, there is no communications to him. Uh, Luke has no idea what's going on. Suki's to the side yelling, throw all the food off. I don't want it. Get it out of there. What about the guests that are already there? Don't care. Do you want a better breakfast? Yeah. At this point, I can only assume Lorelai is planning on cutting a large check to Luke to cover... I hope so. ...basically what would be his morning rush. She should. Yeah. At one point, Suki being pregnant comes up, Mm -hmm. and uh, Luke goes... You're pregnant? And, like, just, like, in shock and surprise. And so I think Lorelai says, like, Yeah, catch up. Get with it or something. I'm like, how would he know? 
I I don't know. Luke is definitely <laughs> getting the shorter end of the stick here. But real quick, um, with this fire, my aunt had a house fire. And it was really horrible. Um, unfortunately, it's not just the fire that destroys a house. It's mm-hmm. the water. Right? Oh, yeah. And the smoke. Yes, the smoke and the water and all that stuff. She lost a lot. Thankfully, she had insurance. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, helped her out a lot. With a business like this, there has to be insurance. There yeah. has, there to, has be, to be, yeah. A bunch of insurance. So that's the only way I can think of that Lorelai is going to be paying for these trains and these planes that she's mm-hmm. giving to people. But you don't get that money right away. It's not like you... No, but as a, happens but and you get the money. as a business, she has... I can only assume that there are multiple lines of credit available. Okay. Mm-hmm. Essentially multiple credit cards. Like, that's how Sean and his dad work. Um for their job. One other thing that I thought was a little unrealistic is that at no point is Mia called. Yeah, Mia has kind of disappeared. I yeah. assume off scene, off camera? Yeah. I mean, definitely she would have to. But... but she's not even mentioned, yeah. But we go outside where Rory is literally trying to entertain these kids with sock puppets. They're entertained. They yeah. are, and it's horrible. <laughs> That's a... It's like it's it's uh what these kids are like eight or nine years old yeah and they're thoroughly entertained by her horrible puppet show it's like misogynist stereotype sock puppet the show yeah (laughs) Yeah, it was like honeymooners the show like it was really weird but rory has to go to school like this is the the morning you know it has to be like 6 30 at this point maybe seven Mm-hmm. wouldn't you have stayed home like if something horrible happened like this your mom is gonna need help this is a yeah. good excuse well Rory is still a well I guess she might be 18 at this point we never had the birthday but but I mean her mom could call and excuse yeah. her yeah and just say like sorry something happened an emergency happened kind of thing it's not Rory's job though no but I would Rory think that Rory student. would want to help yeah I think it would be a viable excuse. Hey, there was an an emergency that happened. She can't come in today, kind of thing. But no, she goes to school like a a good student, like Rory is. Yeah, very Rory. But first they have to check into Miss Patty's, where they have a computer station set up, and um, it's being manned by Michelle, Babette, and Miss Patty, and it's being manned pretty badly. <laughs> yes, Miss Patty is being... She is... She's not being a receptionist. She's play acting as yeah. a sexy old timey receptionist. She's and putting it's on a driving play. Michelle crazy. Whereas Babette is completely tech illiterate and is just pushing buttons on the computer. Hey, what does uh, F4 do? Alt F4. That like, would, I mean, I, that would F4. <laughs> drive me crazy. Michelle is being more patient in this situation than I would be. I think the, like, Alt F four closes. Alt F four closes stuff. your window. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I almost wish that was the joke that right? she was pressing Alt F four. That yeah. No. I would have loved that. <laughs> but then half the Poe group apparently need to stay another night, and um. But unfortunately, the Cheshire Cat, the Maiden's Teacup, the Cookie House, and the Sugar Bear Inn are all booked. Oh, I have a question nice. for you guys. If you're staying at essentially a boutique inn. And I'm assuming some of these people have flown in, but not all of them. 
you're probably within driving distance. If you drove there, wouldn't you just drive home? Like, because it feels like everybody stays. It uh, Well, I mean, well, more people have. stay than need to stay. Yeah, that's true. My other thought is, like, why wouldn't you look into getting a hotel room? Yeah. Right? There has or, like, to be even, a... like, a motel. You know? Like, just somewhere that you are not sleeping in people's homes. Because I feel like that wouldn't be something that a lot of people are excited about. The Poes are different. <laughs> the Poe Society is a different group. But just having random townspeople take you in, that's like a... I don't think I would be comfortable with that. I wouldn't be comfortable with that. I would absolutely not be comfortable with that. You know what would have been a good solution? I'm going to get a shuttle to Hartford. We'll get you rooms over there. It's a 30-minute drive, but just a shuttle, that's perfect. Totally. mm. So, but, um, yeah, they decide they're going to bring people in. She can take Mm -hmm. in people. Yep. Patty can take people in. She says the Kims can probably take people in. Um, Taylor. Taylor, Al, I guess Al has room at his place. Sure. Lorelai and Rory will take people in. The town is pitching in. Miss mm-hmm. Patty is volunteering the town. Uh, basically. Which is very nice. Yeah. I think Rory's super nice in this scene. Because Lorelai mm-hmm. is like, I'll give up my bed. And Rory's like, no, you're under so much stress. I'll give up my bed. Yeah. That was yeah. a really sweet scene. I like Which- that. When uh, when Miss Patty says the Kims can probably take people in, it, every time the Kims are referred to in plural, it drives me a little bit mad because obviously you could be referring to Mrs. Kim and Lane. But I happen to be looking back at Emily in Wonderland today, and at one point Rory says, my best friend Lane's parents, plural, own oh. an antique store. Yeah. And it just, every time it comes up. Well, even when... Um... <laughs> When Lane goes to Korea at, like, the mm-hmm. end of season one or something, she even talks like, yeah, my mom and dad are talking about in, like, hushed tones and, and giggling Where about is my he? trip. Like, he Where is clearly he? <laughs> mentioned many times in season one, and then they just kind of give up on him. But, well, yes, the town is taking people in. Rory leaves, um, but not before a hug from mm-hmm. Lorelai. They take a second to acknowledge that this is, you know, a crazy thing that's happened mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And... We've all had those moments in our personal lives where an emergency happens where you just have to stop and hug mm-hmm. someone. So I thought that was really nice, a nice touch. I kind of noticed from the scene, I think I I got this from this show. Like whenever something bad happens, eventually I take a moment and I just stop and whoever I'm with, you know, is comforting me. But like, I kind of just repeat what happened and take mm-hmm. a breath and try to process just a little mm-hmm. bit and i i think i got that from this show oh okay yeah i, I, I mean paris does something similar to it mm-hmm. obviously lorelei does it here it's just weird how you see like the little the little thing sprinkle into your life <laughs> yeah but rory leaves so we cut over to chosen where the teacher is explaining that they only have one more midterm left in their high school career mm-hmm. but guys where is paris you know, Madeline and Louise are there, and there is they just an empty They didn't notice seat. that Paris has been gone for a week. Nope. Paris nope. is not great friends. best friends. It also seems like Louise and Madeline have still not heard back from colleges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, at this point, we're getting to the, the cutoff, well, guys. <laughs> jumping forward at least a season, one of them goes to Sarah Lawrence, right? Mm-hmm. The other one Which goes is to Tulane. 
Sarah Lawrence specifically is listed when Rory is talking about good yeah. colleges with Paris yeah. later. But it's very much implied in this scene with Louise and Madeline being like unsure about their futures. They don't expect to get into a good school. So it just that was an interesting hearing that I'm like, oh, no, somebody does go to Sarah Lawrence. Every time I hear Sarah Lawrence, I get reminded of 10 things I hate about you. Absolutely. Yep. Right. 100 mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. I'm just like, that's the school from 10 things. Anyways, um, so Paris is missing. Rory goes to visit Paris. So obviously last episode, Paris went through her meltdown. She did not Mm -hmm. get into Harvard. Rory's the biggest virgin. All that happened. Mm -hmm. And she's at home. And she's under the covers. And she's watching her soaps. Yes. She's she's essentially like grieving and mourning Mm -hmm. Harvard. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Rory comes with homework in hand, you know, like, let's get you back. And, like, even if you don't get into Harvard, you have so many options, so many schools you can go to. And Paris is, you know, besides the soaps talk, is basically like, but you got in, right? Yep. You got in, huh? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then Paris is kind enough to be like, by the way, I think I figured out why I didn't get into Harvard. I recorded my interview. Yeah. And Had I am a little bit of meltdown. Overly aggressive. I like I, even for Paris. Yeah, I feel like this is out of character. Mm-hmm. Um like Paris is intense. I don't think it's out of character. I think it's fully in character for an incredibly stressed Paris in mm-hmm. an incredibly stressed environment of the interview process for the most one of the most prestigious prestigious schools in the country that it is expected she will go to. Yeah. Yeah. True. But then I think about like the time that um they were doing the college fair, um, uh, talking on stage and how like Rory was freaking out about the fact that, you know, she wrote about Hillary Clinton and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And Paris is just like, Oh hey Rory, okay, well then I'll continue talking. And then later on she was like, I was freaking out. I was going crazy up there. Yeah. Those and like were very different levels of stress though. Like <laughs> I guess. I just I feel like they had to give uh Paris a reason. Yeah, why I, I think the 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 questioning that they did with the two people from Ivy whatever it was, mm-hmm. that does not affect her life long term. It's advice, yes, but it's a lot of things that she's already known. Whereas the interview process with the person from Harvard, that affects her life. That affects whether she goes to Harvard or not. It just to me seems like two very different levels of stress. And I agree with that. I'm just saying that I feel like this was a lot. <laughs> it was. It's Paris. Uh, one <laughs> little background thing about there's a lot of things that we could talk about in her room. But then we would be here all day. Like the giant bronze statue when you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Yeah, you need it. Um, but behind Rory's head when she's telling Paris, like, no, you, you still have a future. Paris also has a Harvard wall, just like Rory does. With all of the banners and, you know, Harvard pamphlets and stuff. I love that little moment because, like, these girls are so similar. It mm-hmm. makes sense for them to be friends. We also find out that Paris told her mom about Jamie, and mm-hmm. her mom's response was, well, at least Jamie's good in bed, or, like, that her father's not good in bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Something. her father hasn't pleased her in 15 years, yeah. which, wasn't her mom having an affair? Well, that's why. 
yeah. yeah, true. I just, you know, what a wild thing to say to your teenage daughter. Yeah, and also yeah. Paris hasn't talked to Jamie since she's just kind of uh, cut herself off from everyone. And this is when Rory's like, you need to basically get grow out. up. Yeah, get out. You can get to any other school that probably want the Paris Geller experience, I think she right? says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just get out. Live your life. Do something crazy. Just live. Mm-hmm. We do see Paris reach over for the homework mm-hmm. um, before the scene ends. So we do get that implication of, okay, maybe Paris is going to get out of bed. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Later on that day, though, at the Gilmore Girl house, uh, they have guests. In guests. Like, yes. They have Fred and Fred Jr. and his wife, who are going to be staying. Uh, the kid is staying on the sofa, which mm-hmm. means the couple are staying in Rory's room, which means Rory is going to be staying at Lane's. Yep. Rory's bed is so small. Mm-hmm. I, like... I've slept on a twin bed with another person, but, like, not something I would ever choose. I would be like, get me a bus to Hartford before I slept in some teenage girl's twin bed with my husband. Yeah, I almost feel like the mom and the kid could have taken the couch. The dad would have taken the, or whatever combination. Just, like, I feel like the adults should have been separated. That is such a tiny bed. (laughs) At the very least, like, I know Lorelai is determined to, or Rory is determined for Lorelai to not give her up her bed, but, like, okay, well, then maybe Lorelai sleeps in Rory's bed, so she's still at home in her own, mm-hmm. in her own mm-hmm. environment, and maybe let the, the couple take Lorelai's bed or something like that. Well, yeah. that almost worked out. <laughs> but since Rory's staying at Lane's and she's getting her things ready to go, oh, yeah, the pros and cons list, guys. It completely, you know, disappeared after the fire. Let's go back to it. Let's look at the pros. Who has the most pros? By a mile, it sounds like. Yeah, Yale. Yale is the clear winner. But Harvard. I think it's really important that Lorelai is the one who points it out. Mm -hmm. Like, no, it's Yale. And Rory immediately is like, no, like... No, Harvard. It has to be Harvard. I love Lorelai's response here. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I've been the biggest anti-supporter against (laughs) Yale. I can't think of the word. (laughs) Opponent? Uh, Yeah. I've been the biggest opponent against Yale. I know I've spoken the loudest that I was not okay with it. But ultimately, you got to do what's best for you. And it looks like Yale is it. And I am okay with that. And I, I want you to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I think it is a moment where maybe Rory has realized Yale is the pro, but she doesn't want to admit it. Saying mm-hmm. it out loud usually makes it true. Well, she doesn't want to admit it to Lorelai. She just probably yeah. doesn't want to admit it to the town after everybody's like, it's right? Harvard. It's clearly been har- going to be Harvard. Yeah. It should have been Harvard kind of thing. And I still, I privately, Sandra privately agrees, it should have been Harvard. But it doesn't either here nor there. Um, Lorelai, remembering the conversation she had with Luke earlier, asked Rory, hey, so Jess, uh, he's working all the time. And Rory's just like, yeah, he's saving to get a better car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's the it. one he has stalls a lot. Mm-hmm. 
But like, when? When? Doesn't he go to school? Yeah, he's a senior. He goes to school. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if she's being naive or... I don't blame her. I mean, as a teenager, and especially because she doesn't have a job, mm-hmm. you know, other than helping her mom out at the end from time to time, like, it's not really up to her to figure out other people's schedules. I think she's also just, like, trusting him. Yeah. If he says he's going to school, there's no reason why not would she to? assume he's not? Yeah. Well, um, she says this to get a better car, but some... I was kind of thinking, you know, Luke's rule is that he needs to graduate or go to school. Otherwise, he can't live there. What Mm -hmm. if Jess is saving up for the implication that, like, the future of Luke kicking him out? You know, he's had a kind of rough childhood. He's been kicked Mm -hmm. out before. Yeah. I would be surprised. It's a bit of a what self-fulfilling prophecy, though, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I got to save up all this money in case he kicks me out. For not going to school, and I can't go to school because I got to make all this money to save up in case he kicks me out for not going to school. I'm not saying that he's smart to do it. I just, (laughs) you know, he's been kicked out before. Mm -hmm. But regardless, the doorbell rings, and it's the Haddlestads, the couple that uh, originally got the, like, body parts spiel from Lorelai. Who wants to stay because you made it seem so nice and breakfast Who was so good. does this? That's, it's weird. I am so sorry, but who in the hell decides at night when she's already going to bed, I can only assume it's at least nine. Yeah. Hey, you made this sound so much fun. Can we just come sleep at your house? What have they you been doing have all had, day? Like, a late dinner in town and then we're preparing to go home and we're like, you know what? Let's go stay at that nice inn manager's house. Let's sleep in her bed. And Lorelai so graciously allows it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's in complete manager mode. She's like, yeah, come in. You can take my bed. What if yeah. Rory had not talked Lorelai into keeping her bed and the house was already full? That would have been really obnoxious then you know what the house does probably would have ended up sleeping at luke's which is our next scene we go to the kims first um where rory is crashing on the couch or crashing on a cot with lane which Mm -hmm. means presumably some couple is probably in lane's bed which is at least a full or a queen that Mm -hmm. makes sense I always thought, because, okay. You didn't remember was, the scene, Sandra. You can't always think oh, well, something. Yeah. <laughs> but no, when I was watching it. Um, you remember when you were kids and, like, you slept over someone's house? They would mm-hmm. also sleep in the living room, right? Yeah, yeah. Instead of sleeping in their room. I just thought when I was watching this, oh, she's sleeping next to Rory because they're having a sleepover. And she's sleeping in the living room, so she's just going to sleep with her. <laughs> but yes, there's someone sleeping in Lane's bedroom. Well, Rory even makes the reference, because there was this reference back at the Gilmore house of, like, oh, they probably won't do anything in your bed, Rory. I'm kind of grossed out Which, by that. why, oh. Lorelai? Yes. Why yeah. would that be where your brain goes? That is goes? gross. And so Rory accidentally kind of makes that same, same to reference Lane. to Lane, and Lane does not get it, thank goodness. But, so, yeah, Rory is staying over with Lane, um, and she gets a phone call from her nomadic mother, because Lorelai is now literally walking the streets 
with a pillow and presumably some kind of overnight bag because she doesn't have a place to sleep. She can't even sleep on her own couch. And Rory is actually the one who suggests to her, while you're by Luke's, go to Luke's. You can stay there. Which, of course, why didn't she think of it? That's, are you telling me that was not her first thought? Lucas, her first thought when anything happened. That's where she was walking. Yeah. Yeah. It's valid. They're friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, she goes to him in crisis. That's always Lorelai's go-to. So why would he not be the one? Well, and presumably Suki's house is already full. Michelle, right. we don't, we have no idea where he lives. Michelle don't... does not want people in his house because he doesn't like strangers using his toilet. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get I it. That, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, but uh, so she decides to go to Luke's, and rather than call him with the cell phone in her hand, she just stands in the street. She throws her pillow on the ground. Then she stands in the street and yells up at his house. And then she throws a rock at his window, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which gets him up because she's a crazy woman screaming at him at night. But it also, unfortunately, wakes up Mrs. Slutsky. What a name. What an uh, unfortunate name. (laughs) Right? And uh, she explains to Luke that she has nowhere to go. Can she stay here? Miss Slutsky thinks that she is being spoken to, and she's like, no. (laughs) No. It's a whole thing. The scene reminds me so much of a uh, Spider-Man Homecoming because it's they have like an o- almost identical scene with um Stanley. They have an um uh, where Stanley is oh. the older person that looks out the window and is like keep it down. <laughs> yeah. At but... least in that scene Stanley actually talks and doesn't yeah. just look doesn't just like stare at you like a bird looking out the window afterwards. <laughs> like she's so what is happening and why are you doing this? Please stop. Well, because Lorelai tells Luke, throw down your keys. And Luke is like, no, I'll just come down and get you. <laughs> Mrs. Slutsky is like, I will not. <laughs> no, not you, Mrs. Slutsky. And then while Luke is coming down the stairs, Miss Slutsky does just stare at Lorelai like some kind yeah. of bird or zombie was kind of how I took it. We pop back over to uh, Lane's house where Lane is on the phone, not with Dave, but with Young Chu, because mm-hmm. him and Karen have he up. wanted to hear about her math yeah. test. Young Chu and Karen broke joke. up. Yes, he's feeling kind of sensitive right now. He's he's being a little needy. Um, they talk every and day. And Rory immediately picks up on, oh, you guys are talking every night. Rory and he wants to hear that jokes so quickly. Just friends, huh? And he wants to hear about your math test? Lane, you have a boyfriend. And it's not Dave. (laughs) It sounds like he's in love with you, which this feels extremely teenage, right? To be like, this boy is showing interest. He's in love with you. I will say at that age, I think I would have been like, I think he likes you. Right? I wouldn't have gone straight to love. But whatever. But, uh... We have a good Rory friend moment where Lane is like, oh my gosh, how can that happen? And Rory says, you're a catch. Of course he's in love with you. Yeah. But um, no, this makes it awkward because that explains why Young Chu won't break up with her because Mm -hmm. he keeps putting it off every night. Mm -hmm. 
And now she has to deal with the fact that Young Chu likes her. And that's going to make it really hard for her and Dave to go to prom. And while this conversation is happening, everybody's favorite Walmart employee shows up <laughs> at the window. <laughs> bold move, Jess. Very, Very right? bold at, move. At the Kim's house? <laughs> Just to check in. Presumably he's been working up until this point. Yeah. I, yeah. Guys, I don't like Jess in this scene. I actually think he's, like, full of attitude. He's, like, kind of mean towards Rory. Like, okay, fine. He's mean towards other people. Fine. But, like, him and Rory are supposed to have this special relationship. I, I'm i not a fan of his here. I mean, Rory kind of calls him out on school. Like, you're going, right? He's like, of course I'm going. I've got it under control. Oh, well, my mom mentioned. Oh, because she's my biggest fan. Yeah. And it, as soon as Lorelai was mentioned, it it went downhill. Yeah, I think as soon as as soon as he's like, "I've got it under control," that's essentially like I don't. He, he's admitting that he's not going to school, mm-hmm. right? Because there's no way to interpret that that he's oh no, I'm still going to school. Because if you were still going to school, you would say no, I'm still going to school. Yeah, and he uh, gets a little defensive, especially when Lorelai is concerned. Oh, do you think I also started the fire? Like, it's... Uh, I think he's deflecting. He got yeah. poked in the sore spot, and now exactly. he's... Now he feels cornered and is lashing out. So, yeah. uh, it's just not a great Jess moment. Um, I think it's a very real moment. Very oh, human. Yeah. yeah. And he asks for Rory to come out. And Rory looks like she's thinking about it. And then <laughs> Mrs. Kim shows up with a cricket bat. Mm-hmm. I, and... honest to God, forgot what she was holding when she first came down, and I thought she was holding a shotgun. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I that's a very different this. show. <laughs> and then it clicked what she's actually holding. I was like, oh yeah, that makes so much more sense yeah but lane quick as ever is like oh mama he was coming to borrow something she gives him like a gold globe trophy um (laughs) which to his credit jess is like thanks in a very like yes this is the thing i wanted way i will always say this if jess had moved in with mrs kim his life would have been put together immediately (laughs) Oh, yeah. Incredibly. He has some kind of magical respect for her. <laughs> well, he says, baseball We're bat? Here. Cricket bat. Cricket bat. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> He's gone. Smart man. We head back over to Luke's apartment, where Lorelai and Luke are awkwardly making Luke's bed. A uh, twin bed. Does this not give you the impression they're going to share this tiny, tiny bed? It does. A little bit, yes. right? Yeah. Otherwise, why are you both making the bed? Again, as and, someone who and forgot... fighting over the sheet. <laughs> as someone who forgot this entire episode, I was like, wait a second, are they going to share a bed? Did I just forget that they should... No, they, they, they're not going to share a bed. No. Again, like Jess said earlier, I did share a twin bed with my high school boyfriend, like mm-hmm. 18, 19 years old. We both weighed 100 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> For us at that time, that was fine. Now, I can't even imagine as, like, a grown adult whose body has filled in a little bit trying to share a twin bed. Yeah. And, like, Luke is a grown man. Yes. Oh, yeah. The fact that Luke still has a twin bed is just 
embarrassing. Mm-hmm. At one point, you know, we've talked about, oh, Nicole can't stay over because of Jess. Nicole can't stay over because right? there's not room in the bed for her. Jess is trying to get him to go upstairs. And it's like, what do you think they're going to do up there? He's got a twin bed. <laughs> it definitely limits the possibilities. We'll also, say that. <laughs> let's just remember, he did have at least a full when Rachel lived there. So he's downgraded. Yeah, I went back and I was, I was looking at that. switched out this bed. Also, the bathroom got added in the process. It's There's lots of things. I was looking back because I thought, huh, that bed is in a weird position. That bookshelf is different now. I think we are officially in the long-term Luke's apartment setup. Mm-hmm. It took a while to get here, but I think we're finally there. But yeah, they're making the bed. There's a straitjacket joke. It's implied that Lorelai, like, essentially made him give her the bed, but then she's, like, complaining about, oh, no, you should take the bed. Even though she doesn't actually want to give it up. I appreciate Luke calling her out on it. Like, yeah. no, you guilted me into it. Just just go. Yeah. And then Nicole calls and chats with Luke. And Luke doesn't mention the fact that he has a guest. No, he doesn't. And you kind of get a hint of something. Because he says there was a fire at the local inn. And he goes, yes, the one she works at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, kudos to Nicole for paying attention and knowing where Lorelai works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke, you could have at that point been maybe like, yeah, she didn't have anywhere to go, so she's staying here tonight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. okay, realistically, Jess is also staying in this apartment, right? So yep. you gotta mm-hmm. think, like, nothing's gonna happen between Lorelai and Luke. But as someone, like, if I heard my partner invited the person that i was insecure about to sleep over and then i actually talked to him while she was there and he didn't even tell me oh buddy that would feel bad yeah 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 and so he doesn't say anything and after he hangs up it's a very quick call lorelei is like you didn't mention that i'm here And Luke admits that actually, Lorelai, you're a bit of a sore subject for us because during our first date, I didn't have a lot of things to talk about and I was nervous and uh, talked about you. She got a third cup of coffee, talked about you again. And this is where Lorelai says, you can't talk about other women on a first date. Even female friends don't exist. Maybe your sister, but once. I, your mom, do you really want to talk about your mom on a first date? <laughs> yeah. This is... I I, I agree with Lorelai here. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit... It's, I don't know. It, it, it feels very 2000s, men and women can't be friends. Yeah, yes. I agree with that. Also, there's so many rules to dating. I can't yeah. even mention that I have a guy friend. Like, that just seems... You're going to know eventually that I have a friend that's a guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That being said, it kind of seems like Luke was talking about Lorelai nonstop. Oh, yeah. So And <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed. Like, if I'm on a first date, honestly, I don't want to go on a first date again. But if I'm on a first date and he mentions, oh, yeah, my friend so-and-so, she did this this one time. It was really funny. It's related to what we're talking about. And that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. Never hear her name again on a first date completely fine if he spends half the day bringing her up well however if you order a third cup of coffee and he goes 
Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Remember Lorelai, who I was talking about earlier? She drinks coffee nonstop. She just comes in all the time drinking coffee. I'd be like, man, bud, you seem pretty hung up on this Lorelai, which is essentially the reaction that Nicole mm-hmm. is having. I get her reaction. I I would probably would have had the same one. Yeah, but they turn in for the night and... Luke has to set his alarm clock because he gets up early in the morning because he has a business that starts <laughs> early in the morning. Yeah, I love how she apologizes. She's like, I have to wake up early tomorrow. I'm so sorry at 6. And he's like, yeah, I'm awake 445. from 445. Yeah. Yep. Um, But the alarm clock kind of reminds her of the dream that she had um, a while back now. If you guys mm-hmm. remember, we had the dream where he sets like 100 alarm clocks to wake her up. It's the dream where she's pregnant with twins. They kiss in the kitchen. And she tells him about this dream. Uh, And here's the thing. Okay, so Luke is dating somebody who's already uncomfortable with Lorelai. And he doesn't tell his partner on the phone. And then when that woman is telling him about a dream where they were married, had twins brewing, and he's asking for more details of the dream i would be so hurt they're both smiling about it they're both enjoying this conversation just brewing two twins (laughs) they're brewing up in there no that's perfect (laughs) that's a perfect term gestating i mean i can use lots of words but no luke is really into hearing about the dream like Lorelai stops talking about it and he says, did the did the dream go anywhere else? And it's just like, where do you think it went? You're married in the kitchen. You woke her up. You're having twins. Where do you think it went, Luke? Yep. Nicole's concerns are very valid. They are. Yeah. <laughs> also, <sighs> would you not take this as Lorelai flirting with Luke? Oh, absolutely. This feels extremely flirty. Okay, if these two people were single, it wouldn't matter this was a twin bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. the the energy, the vibes in this room, I hope Jess walked in shortly thereafter (laughs) because somebody needs to cut this tension. I I mean, it's literally Luke, hey, Lorelai, my girlfriend is essentially jealous of you because I talk about you too much. Oh, well, let me tell you about this dream I had where we were married with twins. This dream I had a long time ago. <laughs> right? It was the opener of the season. Yeah. So it was a while ago. Yeah. Now that you mentioned Jess, Jess, mm-hmm. we don't see Jess's reaction to Lorelai sleeping there, right? No, he's just gone. I would have loved to see that because Jess just had an argument with his girlfriend about mm-hmm. Lorelai. Yeah. And now he's coming home and there's Lorelai in Luke's bed. Is there a second bathroom? Did they add a second bathroom in the remodel? At some point, it looks like there is a bathroom on Jess's side of the apartment as well. Because that was my thought, because he will definitely see her if he gets home and, like, has to use the bathroom and brush his teeth, if that's the only bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine his reaction was something along the lines of he walked in, he saw her. Well, he saw Luke on the couch. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Just, ah, oh, geez. And then just went to bed. And, like, that was the extent of it. Because he's not yeah. going to start a fight. He's not going to say anything. And then apparently started snoring. Yeah. Yes, that is the end of this scene. Um, Or it's Lorelai wakes up 
to both of these men snoring extremely loudly. And it seems like she just gives up and decides she's going to get up and get ready for the day. Yeah. Which, same. See, I hit my husband until he turns over and stops snoring. Yeah, I do too. Like, I elbow or I, like, do a little shake. Honestly, it's like, just move so you breathe right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just shift. I know it's going to be a minuscule shift and then you'll breathe right and I can sleep. (laughs) You can't do that when you're sleeping over at somebody's house and they're on the couch because then if they wake up enough and you're standing over them, then it's weird. Then you look like a stereotype. It's already weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we head back downstairs to Luke's diner and... At this point, uh, everybody's up. Everybody is getting ready for their day. Suki and Luke have uh, kind of found a common ground of they are both enjoying cooking together. Um, There's like already some jokes about, hey, let's make that thing again yesterday. Oh, it only happened because I accidentally dumped this in in that. It's really cute. I really like it when Suki and Luke get along because they are both like... You don't get a whole lot of them. Yeah, yeah. They're both, their thing is they both cook for people, and that's how they, like, care for people, and I really like that. They both cook for Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Jess leaves early, presumably for school, right? School. He says, oh, yeah, I've got a lab project. We're meeting early. <sighs> Doesn't feel like that's the case. And we find out that the inn is now accessible. Uh, Suki and Michelle and Lorelai can go back into the inn, and so... Suki and Lorelai leave everybody in Luke's capable cooking hands. So uh, the Post Society, though, they're very grateful for everything that Lorelai has done. They are. And they gift them, gift her, the raven. And she (laughs) is not nearly as jazzed as she should be. Because it's a taxidermied huge. raven? Are you kidding me? That I would so love that. so creepy, Jess. <laughs> I know. Okay, but think about this. An actual gift of, hey, thanks for making this trip so special when the place we were staying in burned down under your management. Yeah, no. Yeah. Thank you for handling thing. it so well. I just don't want dead animals. That's And that's <laughs> completely fair. But Lorelai's response is like, oh, Thanks. That's so sweet. It's she kind of this is awkward. The nicest dead bird I've ever received. And I kind of think she should have just been a little more gracious that oh, yeah. the everybody that was there was actually nice enough to number one, not rake her over the coals. What what else do they have and, is the other yeah. thing. Like they don't even have their luggage. Mm-mm. They're wearing the same clothes. You know, they're a lot of them are probably still wearing the bad at and oatmeal, oatmeal shirts, shirts yeah. because it's either that or their pajamas that they had on when the fire kicked their off. Wallets or their purses to buy anything? Probably like, not. Probably Nobody not. Knows. Because that's what Suki and uh, Lorelai head to the inn for. Because they've gotten the call, it's safe to go back in. So they meet up with Michelle, who is already there with the fire chief, and Lorelai is already going into like phase three in her mind. All right, mm-hmm. well. You know, let's get all the luggage downstairs and organized. Suki, check out the kitchen. Maybe we, we can, can open for dinner. Open for dinner. And the fire chief says, hey, did anybody prepare you for what's inside? And my thought was, you're the communication. Did you? I Wouldn't bet he didn't been... call him directly because he's the chief. I bet that, like, 
his assistant or something called. Yeah, another. But then would it have been the assistant to let her in? I just feel like whoever called her would have been the one to be there to let her in. Maybe. But... Regardless, Lorelai does not know what she's walking into. Oh, yeah. no. This last scene is so heartbreaking. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It makes me teary-eyed. So the chief unlocks the door, opens it up. Lorelai goes in, then Suki. Michelle, like, puts his hand on, Su- on Suki's shoulder as they walk in. And all three of them walk in, and the inn is a mess. There is smoke damage... Everything is piled up in the middle of the room. Um, it's it's destroyed. You cannot bring people back in here like this. Yeah. And one one creature did get left behind in the fire. Yeah. Papaya made it though. Papaya the cat. Papaya is covered in soot, um, which I really appreciated from like the costuming and like props department that they did I- actually cover this cat in soot i assume papaya was out got out on his or her own mm, yeah and then definitely. came back in and rolled around in the oh yeah <laughs> just like a cat would but yeah the inn is the inn is destroyed and so they all just kind of take it in and realize okay this is not the end of it you know this is going to be a really really long or battle did they take it in and think this is this the is end the of the end it. yeah yeah it's it's hard to know what the future of the Independence Inn is when because we leave this scene. While the scene is happening, there's a simultaneous scene. Yes. Rory is back home and she goes into her bedroom. Mm-hmm. And the Harvard board is now officially the Yale board. Lorelai has gone through and like lovingly replaced every Harvard item with a Yale item. The sweatshirts, the pendants. She did this while dealing with all of the fallout from the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how or when. <laughs> I don't know how either. Supermom. But um, it is a moment of the page is turning. Maybe mm-hmm. this chapter yeah. has ended. For Gilmore Girls, the series, this is definitely the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. this... After this, it's Yale. Harvard is done. There's even shirts that Lorelai has clearly commissioned from Kirk that say Rory's going to Yale. Mm -hmm. And they, her Um, head. Yeah, Yeah, it was a picture of her head. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, Rory sits down on her bed and smiles. She is happy about this decision. I will say I am, in addition to, like, Lorelai even having the time to put up this board, where does she get the Harvard paraphernalia to put the, up the to Yale, with? The Yale stuff? You, yeah, the Yale stuff. It's like even where, like, even being able to track this stuff down, New Haven is 45 minutes away, I think we find out in a future episode. Yeah. Like, it's not a quick drive to just go pick up a bunch of things and come back. So, even maybe more kudos there's... to her for finding, a, being able to find it. Yeah. Maybe there's like a gift shop in stars hollow that sells like connecticut things and she was able to get yale stuff but yeah or maybe she just called up emily and was like hey can you go get a bunch of stuff and drop it off in the house that would be great oh that would be really no because i (laughs) they're not talking for wait they're not they are still talking they're talking yeah sorry i would say (laughs) no just because i think isn't the opening scene of the next episode when Mm. they tell yeah so Ah. she'd have to give away the yale 
the yell of it all. if she did that. Yeah, yeah. no, Lorelai is just super mom here. Yeah, but that's where we end this episode. Um, the inn is in shambles. Rory is going to Yale. And the future is very uncertain. Like, we may have decided Yale, but that changes everything about Rory's plan. So, mm-hmm. lots of change from here on out. And everything changes for Lorelai, too. Uh, how are you the manager of an inn that isn't functional? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see how the Independence Inn turns out, but I have a feeling another inn is on the horizon. Pretty Don't soon. spoiler it. <laughs> spoiler well, hey, alert. That was all the way back when Rachel was here that we started talking about that. So yeah. yep. it's a long, slow burn. Unlike this fire. <laughs> yeah. So what do we think about this episode? Obviously, coming from my point of view, I forgot this episode existed. I do actually like this episode. Yeah. I like this episode. Is it I a mean, filler? I think it's... Like, no, just because of the big things that happen in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say the Poe thing is filler, but... For me, like, this is another standout episode in season three, and that I always remember it's the Poe episode, like, right. the hockey episode. I have mm-hmm. these really weird things that my brain has hung <laughs> on to as key moments. Like, I would say Keg Max doesn't, like, isn't, like, a, a main episode for me in season three in my memory, but... No, for me, I like this it. is the fire episode. Oh, okay. But yeah, those, I mean, I mean I'd say yeah. those are two very competing storylines. I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's an A and a B. It's more of like an A and an, an A, a part two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I like this episode. I'm sorry I forgot it. I will never forget you it again. You should be, Sandra. Yeah. <laughs> But before we end the episode, let's talk about Tom's Person of the Week. I have a clear uh, winner. How yeah, about you? I feel yeah. like there's a real, like, standout uh, Tom's Person of the Week. Lorelai, like, beyond just being, like, a super mom and a super manager uh, with, like, the so Yale gracious. stuff. And the mm-hmm. fire stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, the way that she treats the Jess situation. How she yeah. doesn't fire Michelle for <laughs> looking for another job immediately. That might be a bad thing, actually. Um, no, honestly, the Jess situation, you're right, Jess, um, Jess, 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 yeah. Jess, Jess. <laughs> um, because it is not a small thing. Yes, it's not Harvard, but it means something. And, like, mm-hmm. the fact that she didn't demean it, the fact that she, like, mm-hmm. she understood this is a big thing to Luke and to Jess. I yeah. love that. I'd yeah. also go to the other side of the Jess situation, too, of the school. Mm-hmm. She's very apologetic towards Luke. Like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have even brought it up. I shouldn't have made you think that he wasn't going to school. She does kind of, di- you know, try to maybe dig a little bit with Rory, but it's not in an accusatory way. It's it To me, it felt more of a, like, a, hey... And right is he concern. still doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I would say basically the entire Jess situation from beginning to end of somebody that she is not a fan of who is dating her daughter. She's very respectful of what he does. This episode. Yeah, yeah. I so Lorelai is a clear winner. Yeah, but I do have to throw it out there. It's not Kirk and his shirt making skills. I love, I love Kirk's shirt business and 
I'm sad that it doesn't go anywhere, but also Babette ate oatmeal. I might be the only person who's jazzed about that shark, Kirk, <laughs> and I don't live in Stars Hollow. <laughs> okay, fine. It won't be Kirk, but it is definitely Lorelai. I, I don't yes. think anyone would disagree. Um, So congrats, Lorelai, but also I'm sorry. This is a right? very harsh episode yeah. for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. But other than that, that was this episode. Uh. What was it? Pose and fire? Pose and woes? A tale, a tale of pose and fires. <laughs> As always, I was Sandra. And I was Jess. And I was Emily. We will see you next week with The Bits. Bye! Bye! Bye. Thank you so much for listening. This is Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast with Sandra, Jess, and Emily. And you can follow us on Instagram at townmeetingpod and email us at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on Spotify and support us at buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting. If you like, send us a message on our answering machine at anchor.fm slash townmeetingpod and click message. Thank you again. We appreciate all of you.